Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This was the news, Webby, that broke yesterday just as we came off air about Peter Bolt, the Australian runner, provisional suspension for testing positive to... EPA has been lifted effective immediately after a test of his B sample uh, did not confirm the A sample result. Now, it's funny. We, we think about the semantics and the language surrounding this. It's technically not a negative result, and we believe that the B sample will be tested again in another lab. But at this point in time, it appears that he's been exonerated. He's had his provisional ban lifted. I don't think that's the end of it, though. No. Um, other athletes have been done even though a, a, uh, a, a B sample hasn't confirmed the A sample. I suppose the issue at the moment, and it seems what the listeners are mostly concerned about, is the fact that it got leaked. Now, these things usually, in my experience, get leaked for the, for the fact that it is handled by so many different agencies, from Sport Integrity Australia to ASADA, which falls under the SIA uh, umbrella, um, and then, then the AFP get involved as well because it's such a, it's a banned and illegal substance. And then you have the sports as well. I, I know that a caller um, in Vossi's show suggested that it was because Athletics Australia were trying to mitigate any embarrassment around him being possibly named Young Australian of the Year or possibly I think he was the short price favourite to be named Young Australian of the Year. When, when that story broke, I, there was certainly that belief amongst... Peter Bowles camp and people within Athletics Australia. So I don't think it's a con- it's more than just a conspiracy theory. I think it was certainly at play. Um, uh, he's said to be looking at legal action. I don't think he's going to say any more about it. Having spoken to his management earlier today, I think he's just keen to get on with it. But the story's not dead. And you're right. The B sample, people are talking about, well, why doesn't it get done straight away? Well, because the B sample gets done at another lab. And also goes through five different tests. I just spoke to a sports lawyer, mate of mine, who's very much across this, and he said that it, you know these things just don't get rushed. So it's been three weeks um, since uh, the A sample came out. So I, I don't. I look. I think the fact that it got leaked is the problem, but okay. the process um, isn't necessarily, you know, at, at fault. So it was never. An, it was never a case of being able to expedite the process to finalise or find a result of the B sample prior to the Australia Day honours, effectively. Although yeah, I think the A sample only came out six days before. Yeah. Well, the B sample, it's what they call an ATF. That's an atypical finding for EPO. So Sport Integrity Australia said it did require further investigation as per WADA rules. So, And there are pains to say an ATF is not the same as a negative test result. So the result, the investigation rather, is ongoing. I was stunned when this came through. I don't know about you. I was fearing the worst. I thought, I love Peter Boland, and please, please don't be true. But the numbers, history was always going to be against him. But here we are. Well, I think the first sample was borderline, wasn't it? Yeah. That's what. That's how they described it. Borderline. Um, it's a very, very. It's a. It's 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 an exact science too when it comes to doping, and particularly when it comes to EPO. Um, I was the same because he's such a great story, mm. Peter. He was allegedly going to become, be named Young Australian of the Year. So 
Uh, I think more than just sports fans have been in love with his his story, particularly since Tokyo last year. So yeah, I, let's hope um, let's hope that uh, that he gets cleared and continues to to run for Australia. Well, his US-based lawyer Paul Green spoke today and said this provisional suspension should never have been made public. Andrew, you can say, well, it was leaked, but there has to be an inquiry into how it leaked and people need to be held to account. Put, putting your, your journo's hat, mm. if, you know, if this comes to you, are you printing it? Well, you have to. If it's yeah. fact, for sure. Mm. But that's, if it's fact and he's, and he's returned an A sample, but again, it comes down to how it got leaked. Um, and as I said, it's because it's because across so many different different bodies there's always that potential for it to happen but i've got no doubt that there was that that was the reasoning because of his potential uh australian of the year candidacy oh four five seven seven three six seven three six see fitzy said why do they release any information before the b sample has been tested well back to your point andrew they don't release it it just it got leaked it leaked yeah um this was discussed with james and vossi this morning when it comes to doping in sport, you're always finding an uphill battle, fighting an uphill battle. So in that respect, like the cheating and doping seems to be two steps ahead at any given time of drug testing. Do you just wave the white flag and say, free for all, no. let him go? No, not at all. Do you want someone dying in the middle mm. of the track well, this is at the, the thing, Paris right? Olympics yeah. because they've juiced up too much? I think that's a really – I don't. I hate that that argument because – then we're not watching sport. We're watching the results of whatever, you know, a scientist has come up with. Yeah. So I just don't think that's realistic at all. I do think because in, in the case of what's happened with Shane to Jack and, and possibly with what's happened with Peter Bowl, um, I think there's a real – that you're right. For, for so many decades, the drug cheats and, more importantly, the uh, those who, the, the scientists who came up with the doping were miles ahead of um, – of those who were testing for it. But I do think there needs to be some greater uh, stringency around, particularly the ones like Shana Jack um, and, and even the early leaking of Peter Bowles' sample. Like, I mean, you've got people's lives and integrity mm. and careers at, at play. Um, you know, if you're, gonna, if, you're going to, uh, if you're going to finger someone as a drug cheat, you want to be pretty bloody sure of it. And, and and it seems like the presumption of innocence is, is it seems to be the other way around Yeah, with with athletes these days. And unfortunately for the likes of Shannon Jack or Peter Bowler in this instance, a lot of that mud sticks. Yeah. A lot of that mud sticks. It does. Can you imagine somebody who had a few too many start to sledging, oh, you, you're drug cheap. And we've seen that in rugby league, you know, with the Sharks or in the AFL with Essendon. I mean, it's it can tarnish reputations forever, forever. It did. Well, the Asada thing, well, it's only last week was the 10-year anniversary of it. Like, I remember covering all that in great detail, Julian, and the way that that clubs and players were basically railroaded into guilt long before any um, any uh, evidence was presented was pretty poor. Mm. Like, I, like I, I was one of the many columnists at the time who was very... Uh, critical of Asada and the way that they went about it, and, the, and and just the fact that they announced, remember the blackest day in Australian sport, and they hold the held the press conference down there in Canberra, and it was all about trying to stop athletes from cheating before they they cheated, which, but in the process, it basically tarred 
entire codes, and entire links club. to crime gangs and, and organised you know. crime. So and you it think went, it never ran that deep? Well, it never went. Yeah. Well, well, it got proven. It yeah. never went that far. You know, in the end, there they got a bunch of Cronulla players who um, who were acting on the instructions of support staff and coaching staff, um, and, and and weren't even aware of what they were putting into their bodies. And a bit further to that, they if they pursued the legal avenue, it would have put them out of pocket. So they arranged, came to an arrangement and said, you know what, we'll agree to sit out for X number of games. Well, Cronulla were yeah. two matches, so yeah. they, and the yeah. season was basically over anyway. Yeah, yeah. Who was It was Richard Ings, I think, that said that. The Blackest Day, yeah, yeah, Richard yeah. Ings. He, um, Which I believe he did then wind back or regret saying it. He, he said it a few times. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when, you talk, when you're a talking head, like Richard Ings is. Think about, just, just back to Peter Bowl and that B sample, what does it say about testing procedures in this country that the A sample could come back with the result that it did? Well, I think, but it was it was a borderline level. So they test these things on level, and they're only staying in your body for a small amount of time. So I don't know. I'm not a scientist on this, yes, Julian. Synthetic EPO, that was it, the drug of choice for all the cyclists. Of, As, course, of course it was. But yeah. that's the thing, though. I don't think it's been established whether exactly yeah. – like, I just think, it's, I just think his, level, his EPO level was – was high. Yeah. Uh, Lance was big on the EPO. Yes. He was big on the, the fake penises as well. He was big on a few things. Yeah, Lance. And making other people take the EPO. Mm. Is that right? Yeah. Mm. Well, that was the whole part of it, wasn't it? He was coercing team members and young team members into into doping. That was probably the worst part of the whole thing, that he was getting others to do it. So I think, I think the takeaway out of all this is don't do drugs. They are bad for you. Yeah. Say no to drugs. It's, I vaguely recall it. There was a, a survey done of... Olympic runners is quite some time ago and it was put to them if you won an Olympic medal but it meant you died at the age of 35 or 40 for example would you take it and the majority said yes oh yeah majority said yes which goes back to the the question I asked and you said you hate this this argument or this suggestion do we just clear the decks let everybody dope if they need to because they dope anyway we can't catch them so you know put it out in public if they as he said you don't want them dying on the track in Paris but it shows the mentality of an elite athlete that they will do almost anything within their power to win. They will. Mm. They will. But I don't think that's – I think that's a little bit too broad. I don't think every athlete would be like that. Do you think? I missed that because 2am Tommy was in my ear. Please do you repeat. Think, I don't, but I don't think they're all going to be – Tommy, shut up. We're trying to do some live <laughs> – we're trying to do some radio here. And what amazing radio it is, I have to say. Where, yes, but but I, I don't think – but I, I honestly think there has been a real change in the um, attitudes towards towards doping, for sure, because I don't think you've ever been closer to getting caught than what you have now. Mm. It's just fascinating to see certain athletes take the moral high ground on these issues. you just got to be careful in that respect. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 0457 Still plenty to talk about. Uh, the Super Bowl, and I get your thoughts on that. I know your article, we mentioned it on the program yesterday, and a few people are saying, ah, oh, yeah, Super Bowl, <laughs> snooze fest. I disagree. I know you disagree. Mornings with Jules and the Chair for Matty White. It's Wednesdays with Webby.